everybody. Welcome back to Low Key Deadly. It is Saturday. Sylvia got us fucked up yesterday. I think it was on purpose because I don't remember anything that happened last night. I'm Cameron. I'm Victoria and I wasn't there. I'm Sylvia. (laughs) And I did it. (laughs) Okay, so how is everybody this weekend? We're actually, how does everybody feel about our setup right now? That's what I want to know. This setup is giving me life. Yes, baby. It's is it amazing. Full it's body apparitions. <laughs> I like it. I'm sorry. I'm like hot. I know. <laughs> so like I'm like I'm loving it and I'm like my body's like get the fuck out now. <laughs> it really sucks because like we so the studio lights like put off so much heat because of their um, amps. Yeah, let's um, just go with um and we can't have a fan running because then you just hear it in the background so we're suffering for you i just had a mental breakdown because i kept sweating and my hair kept getting ruined so i had to go re-blow dry it i have (laughs) tissue i have to blow it (laughs) okay so drinks today we are drinking a little concoction and i have no idea if it's even good but Last night, we finished a whole thing of Soko and Lime, which was supposed to be for today. I'm really pissed because (laughs) they know that's my favorite, and I was expecting to have it today. (laughs) I'm so sorry. It was unexpected. It was very unexpected. No, she did it on purpose because I was like, oh, I'm so happy. We get to drink that tomorrow. She's like, you know what? I hate her. Let's drink it now. That stupid bitch. I do not hate any of you. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um. So, yeah, we did that, and uh, what we had left over was a whole bottle of Tito's that was in the freezer. So I took Tito's. I took um, some of the sweetened lime juice that comes in the bottle, and then I just put in some Red Bull. So we will see how it is. Everybody pass me. Pass me your chalice. So we also wanted to let you guys know that this is the last episode of season one. Woo! This is going to be our 20th Aww. episode. Can you believe it? I can't believe it. It's been 20 episodes already. Mm-hmm. That's insane. That means like for 20 weeks straight, I feel like we've been doing this. It's mm-hmm. a long time. Yeah. That's like two months. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Now, in honor of this, we're going to show you our tits. Psych. And Cameron, party. you go first. <laughs> Don't tempt me. I will. Okay, so here is to season one, living our best life in solitude, working it, showing our pusses, and just being all around great people. That's really good. It's sour, sour. but it's really good. I don't know how to explain that. It's sour, mm-hmm. tart, mm-hmm. tantric. Mm-hmm. Metallic. Yes. Yeah. I was trying to go for an aesthetic with metal. So we have like metal cups. We have a metal bottle holding everything. But then I broke it and have clear plastic cups. So <laughs> that just tells you about my life. <laughs> okay. So let's get into it. What are we talking about today? So today we're going to talk about Georgia Tan, also known as Baby Snatcher, also known as the Human Trafficker. So um, 
Have you guys ever heard of her? Like mm-hmm. around the twenties, forties. Uh, from back then, it was such a long time ago, and I was living my best life. I remember Prohibition. I'm just kidding. She was one of those bitches that started a backyard bar. Oh hell no! I made vodka in my bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> she made hooch. <laughs> hooch in her toilet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Moonshine. <laughs> Uh, have you guys ever had moonshine, first of all? From yeah. a bathtub? No. No. Bitch. No. From a toilet. <laughs> Just kidding. Prison moonshine. Prison moonshine. <laughs> have you seen how they make grilled cheese? Mm-hmm. Have you seen how they make their burritos? Yeah, with like ramen and like chips and mm-hmm. I think Chef Boyardee, I don't know. It's actually pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, yeah, I've been to jail. I hate you. I've been to jail twice. <laughs> yeah, it's actually pretty good. Okay, so sorry for interrupting. Tell me more about June. Okay, so <clears throat> this story was kind of like featured on Unsolved Mysteries, like mm. not the new one on Netflix, the old original one. Who was the who was the what you call it host? Alex Trebek. Yeah, no, it wasn't. That's that's uh, Jeopardy. <laughs> no, I forgot the host. Um, but my brother and me used to watch it all the time, and um, I heard about the story not too a long time ago. But then I reheard it uh, like a couple days ago, and I'm going to start off with just giving you a little bit of her life. So, Eula George, aka Georgia Tan was born July 18th, 1819, um, in Philadelphia, Mississippi. She lived with her father, Judge George Tan, and mother, Beulah Yates. Uh, she also had a brother, um, younger brother, Rob Roy Tan. Her father was crazy. He was um, domineering. He just wanted things how he wanted them. And, um, and he was super crazy about her playing the piano and um, becoming a concert pianist. Um, She began playing at the age of five and continued through college. She attended Martha Washington College in Virginia and graduated in 1913. Uh, She didn't like playing piano, um, but wanted to be a lawyer instead, just like her dad was. So her father uh, forbid her um, practicing law and he he was pretty much like, it's kind of weird for a woman to be in an unusual role like that, being a lawyer, and just didn't think women argued that well. Um, even though her father forbid it, she read the law and even passed the state boards, um, state board exam in Mississippi. Uh, she decided to, but instead decided to study social work at Columbia University for two summers. Which, again, you did all that schooling for what? Mm-hmm. Once a hell, always a hell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so once she finished with her education, she landed a job at the Mississippi Children's Home Society in 1922. Um, she was a receiving director at the Katie uh, McWillie Powers Receiving Home for Children which was affiliated with the Mississippi Children's Home Society. Around this time as well, um, she adopted an infant girl and named her June. And things 
I guess, took a weird turn, and she got fired in 1924 because of her questionable child practicing um, practices. Mm-hmm. Hold on. Child placing practices. Sorry. Child placing practices like what? So they didn't really go into detail as to why. They just said that she... They, she they was just, fired because yeah. of some weird Yeah, shit they didn't really saying. go into full detail what she did. Mm-hmm. So... You said 1922, and I was like, I don't know about you. And then she goes, I hope the fuck you do. (laughs) So pretty much after she got fired, uh, she moved to Memphis, Tennessee with her adopted daughter, June. Also want to add, while working at the Mississippi Children's Home Society, she began dating Anne Atwood. Um, She was the daughter of a family friend. And also worked at the children's home at, as a house mother. Um, it is also unclear as to when they started dating. And because, as we all know, homosexuality was pretty much illegal. Around those times, they just kept their relationship. A friendship. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you guys have to look at me when you said homosexuality. I did not look at you at all. Boy. Cameron was the one that reacted. <laughs> you were like, she moved in with Anne, and he was like. <laughs> and the man? <laughs> they were lesbian. Let's be honest. Um, so Anne moved uh, with Georgia to Memphis with her son, Jack, who she had also given birth to around that time. Speaking with about Anne real quick, she later changed her name to Anne Atwood Hollingsworth. Um, and it was believed that she didn't want, she wanted to look like an, like a divorced or widowed mother rather than a woman out of wedlock. And again, we all know back in those times, it was really bad to be a woman who didn't have a child in a marriage. Mm-hmm. Once in Memphis, uh, Georgia landed another job as an executive secretary at the Shelby branch of the Tennessee Children's Home Society. It was the largest um, society in the state. Uh, This is actually when she began her home trafficking, not home trafficking, human trafficking. Yeah. (laughs) This is where she began human trafficking. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) So this, to her, was pretty much like a business to her. She She didn't see these kids as kids needing a home she just saw it as they just saw she just saw the kids as dollar signs so um back in these times you could actually adopt a child for seven dollars which inflation now would cost about 103 dollars and some change oh shit okay (laughs) tennessee laws actually permitted agencies to place children to applicants who were suited and are able to take care of the children And to make sure agencies weren't selling children, agencies could only charge for their services. Um, To make sure they were being, um, they were upholding the law, the Tennessee Children's Home Society changed, um, charged the $7, like around the $7 for the adoption. Um, Georgia kind of saw the money profit and in her head was like, we can make more. So she started using really aggressive tactics to get more money this eventually helped her to take over the organization. Um, 
she would arrange private out-of-state adoptions where she would charge extra um, for the for the child. She would take some of the money from each adoption and keep it in a secret bank account under um, a fake corporation. So shell corp. So when be uh, like weird that a woman like her would be bringing so much money into a bank account. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> it's time for a shot. <laughs> you trying to fuck around? <laughs> fuck around and get shot? <laughs> okay, who's making this toast and what's it going to be to? To you guys. Thank you for our supporters and thank you for being there through our first season. And I hope Actually, we hope you stay for the second, the third, the fourth, the fifth, forever. Stay forever. Add your friends. <laughs> Add, <laughs> mm-hmm. Add everybody. The Real Housewives of Podcast. Hashtag low-key deadly. <laughs> Hashtag share with your friends. <laughs> and I don't mean your man. Why is it spicy? <laughs> that one just tastes like ripple. Wait, so... She was running the adoption process and yeah. charging extra to profit off of it. Yeah. She was skimming some shit off the top. Yep. And she much. wasn't like checking backgrounds or. So we'll get okay. to that, girl. Okay. Mm-hmm. So she would charge the couple for background checks, air travel to deliver the child, and adop- adoption paperwork. The background checks were never checked. And the paper, the paperwork were costing the couples five times, five times more than the actual price, <gasps> or I should say, cost. Yeah. Um, she would charge kind of like around a thousand dollars. So how much is that now? Um. Well, if seven dollars is over a hundred. How much did you say? How much did you I'm say? I, I feel like it would be over... $1,000. I feel like it would be over like $10,000 now. Yeah. Wait, 1000 No, times 100 Maybe like 100000 Times seven. Damn, I was way off. It was uh, $14,853.99. I mean, that's that's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. For services? For... Tech- the paperwork, you mean? So this obviously included the background check, the air travel, and uh, the adoption paperwork. So it could even be priced more, but this is like the average general cost. I mean, if I was trying to adopt and somebody told me it's going to be $14,000 just for like paperwork and like administrative shit, I'd be like, Karen. But keep listening. Kareen. So she (laughs) pretty much pocketed 90% of it. So keep in mind... If adoptions were pretty much around $7 for a child and she was bringing in nearly almost $1,000 each time, she's not going to tell them that, hey, we got $1,000 for this child. She's going to pocket most of it and be like, yeah, we got another $7. So again, she kept putting it into her bank account. And most of these adoptions were coming um, from from New York and California. So most of the parents were from New York and California. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was targeting um, wealthy people who were seeking adopting a child. So obviously, you tell them it's $1,000. You can afford it, of course, especially if they're really wanting a child. 
However, uh, how she got the kids, um, how she got the children wasn't really questioned. So they're no just one. assuming that, oh, because she's a oh, the people adopting? Yeah. So obviously, like, they're coming from this agency. It should be, it should be legit. legit. I mean, I can see that. I don't think that you would question if it came from uh, an agency that was reputable like anything, you know? Yeah. You just assume that all their ducks are in a row. Mm-hmm. Which you would assume that they should be. Mm-hmm. Um, she apparently Memphis didn't have enough children for her business. And most children given to the home society were from poor families who couldn't afford to take care of the child. Um, but even that still wasn't enough for her. And sometimes she would even threaten the families. Like maybe they're like one foot like out the door, but like they still want to keep their child. She would threaten them. Like to kill them? No, like threaten them. Like pretty, I think pretty much like, you know, we can take better care of your child and that maybe services can take your child away. And I think pretty much it was just like, trying to get the child any way possible and because oh, get them back no get the child away from the family so these poor families would come oh, okay, in okay. and then probably didn't want to and she would threaten to get get the child so yeah. that's how she would also get children too yeah, so like who, did, who did she work for again that she started to do this she worked for the uh tennessee children's home society okay yeah so um again most children were get were most children were from poor families, and to make sure her profits continued, she now started to steal children. As she were pretty much stealing from the poor and giving it to the wealthy, like Robin here's Head. your child. Gosh. And she would drive through poor neighborhoods and um, start selecting kids that looked good enough She's for like, adoption. Come here, and somebody's like, no. <laughs> She'd be like, oh, no, you don't look good enough. Go. Oh, <laughs> bitch. Just literally imagining her grabbing Sylvia. No. Mama. <laughs> start running. I don't know if, like, the drinks are just hitting me really hard, but that was really funny. So pretty much she would drive around these poor neighborhoods. And, of course, kids are outside playing. So just imagine these kids outside playing, probably on a playground. Oh, my God. And this nice-ass, shiny-ass, expensive car comes by. And these kids, obviously, if they've (laughs) never really seen it, especially in their neighborhood, they're looking at it like, oh, my God, wow. Cameron would run up to it. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Take me, take me. Is that a Bentley? (laughs) (laughs) No, it's a Chevy. Oh, my God, I dropped my toy. (laughs) Um, so yeah, I mean, if there was a Bentley in my neighborhood, you best believe I'd be well, running up to I that shit. I don't know shit. if it was really a Bentley. Taking my time. little Sophie shorts off. Girl, <laughs> I don't know if it was a Bentley. <laughs> okay. It was just a shit. really nice, I'll take a nice Chevy. expensive car driving through the neighborhood. And what she would do is when she would see these kids, she'd be like, oh, do you need a ride home? And as we all know, there's this perception that if it's a man asking, oh, no. Stranger danger. But it's a one nice woman in a nice car. So these kids will end up getting in these cars, unbeknownst to them, that they would probably never see their families again. 
And um, she also would take these um, children born from inmates at mental institutions, um, nursery schools, and hospitals and orphanages. Yeah. My lips are shook. (laughs) So with the nursery schools, single parents would drop off their child as normal, go do what they got to do. And then when they came back, they would be lied to and told that the welfare agents took their children. That is so sad. Mm-hmm. I guess it does go to show you it does not, a stranger danger does not have a gender. No, mm-hmm. it don't. Don't even trust the Amazon delivery guy. I know mine by name. Still don't trust him. <laughs> uh, yeah, because you guys get too many packages coming in every day. And you have to lock your doors. Yes. I just don't feel the need to lock them. I, I don't know why. I live in a gated community. Oh, hell no. Mm-mm. But you act like people can't hop fences. I think somebody locks it at night. Locked it one time. I I'm locking like, uh-huh. it tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm locking it. Somebody breaks in and kills Sylvia, and we're like, oh we should have locked God. the door. Really, bitch? What is that about to say? Like season two. <laughs> we lost. <laughs> Episode one, Sylvia passed. <laughs> This is the story of Sylvia Garcia. <laughs> Woo! That sounds like the microwave. <laughs> oh shit, my burrito ran. <laughs> my burrito done. So my burrito ran. Run. <laughs> I like, I don't get this whole episode, I've been like this and like this. And then I just went across my eyebrows. Like, like, bitch, we've been doing the same thing, man. Because I've been literally going like this. Yeah, but the difference is, bitch, I don't have 150% density right now. <laughs> 200. <laughs> <laughs> Dead. Right. Let's it's take this shot because it's going to get even crazier. Shit's about to go down. This bitch is crazy. Who, me, that? No, this piece oh. of shit, Georgia Tan. <laughs> Georgia, Georgia, here's to Bentleys and hopping in them whenever you see them. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> Take your shot. It's just metal. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> we in the bed like, <laughs> talk to me, attack back. Oh my god. Who's at three? They would what? fucking return your ass, bitch, if they stole you. <laughs> I mean, like, where are we going? <laughs> are we like, all um, singing in the back? <laughs> you lie. Like, uh, like, uh, oh my god, what's the movie? Rush Hour. Um, <laughs> what is this? Like, um, sweet, sweet fantasy, baby. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, when you walk by every night, talking, talking sweet and looking fine. fine. Through my mind. <laughs> That's what she does. Yeah, they would bring me back real quick. I'd be like, wait, I don't want to go back. <laughs> That's always so much fun. <laughs> Goodbye, let's do this again. <laughs> 30 years later, he was like, damn. Fuck. What the fuck? Really? I almost Shit. got taken by a Bentley. <laughs> he would have been like, well, would have been bad. <laughs> <laughs> they would have bought me that 200 density. <laughs> Bitch. So, 
Also, um, with orphanages, children were placed in orphanages, like, on a temporary basis due to the family falling hardship, like, someone either getting ill or someone wasn't working to afford the children, pretty much, like, take care of the children. So they would pretty much put these children in these um, orphanages. When they would come back, they would be told that they were already adopted out. And they would just be like, well, what's the information? Like, who has my child? Mm-hmm. And Sorry, was, we can't release that. There was none. What? Yeah. And then the Wait, six- is it because they just weren't adopted? Like, she didn't put the paperwork into the agency? It's like they didn't exist? No. Pause. <gasps> yes. And then with hospitals, children born, children born out of wedlock uh, would take, they would take the children and under false pretenses be like, oh, we're, we, this baby needs more uh, medical care. So of course the mother trying to make sure that the baby's okay would be like, okay. And then when the mother starts asking about the child, they'll be like, oh, the baby died. So did she have other people working for her? Yes. Because I'm like, there's no way like she is able to make it to every like fucking room. Nurses and doctors were involved and it's obviously out of bribery. Oh, so they got a cut of the money. Yeah, because obviously if you're not, you're doing illegal stuff, give me a cut. That's what I say. It's like a couple extra dollars really worth it. I'm sure she wasn't giving them that much. Exactly. I mean, back then, I, I don't think doctors and, and nurses oh, made as much as okay. they, they do, do today. Mm-hmm. Probably, Even, yeah. like, with inflation, I just don't think that it was, like, a very lucrative mm-hmm. uh, profession. But it just at makes the same me, time, you just have, like, a moral compass, and it, it's It just makes to me sick, too, to think, like, that these nurses who are supposed to be taking care of you and these doctors are doing shady shit like this. Mm-hmm. It's, it's disgusting. All the documents pertaining to the children were destroyed to get rid of evidence. So there wasn't a lot of real information regarding the, the children and where they were going. Um, it. She also held closed adoptions, and meaning no information about the child, no information about the parents. So like a surprise child? No, just pretty oh, much. Surprise. Just pretty much like <laughs> you, the parents, the adoptive, or like I would say the couple looking for the child would go see the child, be like, we want that one. We're given fake documents. Like, here you go. Here's a file on them. And bada boom, bada bang, da bang. Um, it was said that Georgia kidnapped and trafficked more than 5,000 children. Um, throughout the states and um, even made up to even more one million one million dollars so how much is that in inflation oh, with inflation shit. 14 million eight hundred fifty three thousand nine hundred eighty eight dollars and 44 cents okay so yeah that's a lot of money that's a lot, a lot of, money. of money after world war one that is a lot of money now. Right before the depression, that bitch was set. Mm-hmm. <gasps> she wasn't depressed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shit, my chicken nuggets. A, a, a. Stop, bitch. <laughs> bitch, how many things do you have in the microwave? <laughs> you can cook multiple things at once. Mm-hmm. One time in high school, I saw, heard someone say, um, pendeja. 
And like she goes, thank you. Uh, no, not to me, bitch. Not to she's me, like, bitch. Oh my god, you're but so they were sweet. they were about to fight, and I was sitting there going like, which one is the what, what is that? What does that mean? And then like I've asked somebody about it, they're like, oh, and walked away and never answered me. And I didn't know how to spell pendeja until like when Just I turned stupid, yeah. Yeah, 25 idiot. and then I said it in front of Mondo and Mondo was like no that's a really bad word don't, did don't you say, say it meant did you mean like it means stupid comma idiot or you mean stupid <laughs> slash idiot I meant it means stupid or idiot no, goes, I was yeah, like, it means stupid idiot and I was like <laughs> the audacity I can't so did you mean stupid comma idiot or stupid slash idiot. <laughs> Feels good. Back to our story. Okay. So going back to wealthy people, um, celebrities <laughs> such as Joan Crawford. Remember Mommy Darius? Mm-hmm. No more fucking wire motherfucking hangers. <laughs> and um, Herbert <laughs> Lehman. Bitch. <laughs> Bitch, remember your last one? Don't even pop, bitch. Okay. <clears throat> I'm recording you, bitch. She's talking to me. <laughs> you know, bitch, remember when you fucked up your last story? Fuck, I was all laughing at you. Bitch, I thought you were laughing at you me. You kept making faces and making me laugh. I thought you were making fun of me. I was about to, I was on site. Going back to wealthy people, um, celebrities such as Joan Crawford, Herbert Lehman, and Ric Flair, who was a professional wrestler, um, who was believed that he was actually a child adopted from the Tennessee Child's uh, Children's Home Society, were were kind of known for that, for the home society, like getting their children or being part of that society. She wasn't really doing background checks, Children were sometimes sent to unfit couples. Children would sometimes be returned back or ended up dead. Um, Shit. Yeah. Um, even worse, the children who were in the home society were neglected, were denied food and medication if they were sick. Uh, the children were abused physically, mentally, and sometimes sexually. The staff who worked there weren't trained to take care of these children and they were just abusive. And I guess all the staff were female. So it's all female staff untrained taking care of these kids. And they just resulted into just being abusive rather than just try to understand the children. Mm -hmm. And mind you too, if these children are either kidnapped, um, kidnapped from their own families, of course they're going to act weird, but they're in this weird space and then uh, it was reported that they would sometimes use drugs as a way to sedate the kids and kind of find a way to mani- manipulate them. Uh, Georgia was believed to have partaken in the abuse. Uh, children were reportedly um, were reported to have died due to being malnourished, sick, or they were just murdered. Approximately 500 children died in the home society. Due to Georgia's business quotes, Georgia's business, um, by 1930s, Memphis became the highest mortality rate in the U.S. Well, that and, like, you said that 
like a total of 5,000 children were trafficked. And mm-hmm. if 500 died, that's like one in every 10 children that were yeah. trafficked died. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I thought the same exact thing. And I was like, yeah. wow. I did the math, but yeah. I'm shook at the numbers and the fact that you thought of that in your head. Same here. It's the alcohol. (laughs) (laughs) So, of course, um, Georgia kept everything secret. No one knew really what was going on. Um, So, to to them, she was seen as like a champion for orphaned kids. Uh, Adoptions were kind of associated with the upper class due to she was doing quote unquote very well with giving these children to wealthy to wealthy families um she even became friends with the first lady at the time um, eleanor roosevelt and she was just considered uh humanitarian because she was doing such good work and getting these kids placed i was like come on man you guys and then i started thinking to myself i was like these kids are really malnourished and like they're sick and you know kids are missing did they ever go in there and just to check it out or like the fact that they didn't have anyone else double checking or checking in on the children exactly Mm. Exactly. yeah because i think nowadays like when you adopt they're like assigned a social worker and i think there's like a few visits and Mm -hmm. and whatnot exactly Mm -hmm. and um with that uh fortunately Fortunately, Georgia was being um, Georgia was being noticed by Children Welfare League of America, who dropped the Tennessee Children's Home Society as a qualified institution in 1941. They were dropped due to failure to check homes, um, homes of adoption parents before placing the children, placing the children in on proper homes. Children were being um, selected by parents rather than placing the children in suitable homes. And um, advertising the children for profit. So, like, I think with over time, they just knew, like, if you're bringing all these kids and all these kids are supposedly going to wealthy homes, there's a lot of neglect. You put two and two together. You're just using them for profit. Mm -hmm. And also, when asked to see, like, the files of children, they were fabricated uh, before given to the family, uh, to the couple to review and um, if questioned as to why it was incorrect. So if you go in and you're like, I want this child, let me see their file. You look at their file and it's like, ooh, clean, perfect. It's the same thing, not uh, not comparing them to dogs, but like, oh, you see the people selling dogs like on the corner and they're like, oh, the dog's fine. And then you get the dog, you keep the dog. A few days later, you find out they're sick. Mm-hmm. So it was pretty much the same thing. So... Parents would adopt these kids when they get home, they get checked as normally they would, and then they found out all this medical stuff mm-hmm. is like all this stuff is wrong with the child. So she would she would then threaten she would then threaten the couples with legal action and would threaten to take the child back due to the couples being unfit parents. Now, to in your head, you're probably thinking like, oh, well, good then if the child has a lot of medical issues like and you lied to me and they're bringing them back yeah, yeah bring them back but um she actually had a friend in the court system um in the memphis family court her name was uh jo- judge camille kelly 
who actually would help her get away with the crimes by using her authority. Um, the judge would place sanctions to increase the chances of Georgia winning in court to get the kids back and marking the parents as unfit. So if they even went to another agency, wow. it would be shown that these parents are unfit. Unfit, wow. And she also helped get their children through, also helped get her children through divorced families, going through custody battles, um, would place children in, the children would be placed in Georgia's care and the parents and children would be would believe that they were going into like good homes to be taken care of, when in reality they'd be sent to farms for child labor, or just really abusive homes. And she even also had connections uh, to even higher authorities such as the mayor, um, E. H. Boss Crumps, uh, who pretty much she used his political gain as a way for his presence, pretty much. Like, oh, the mayor backs us up, so we must be good, right? And on September 11th, 1950, an investigation launched by Memphis Governor Gordon Brownings um, due to the allegations that the Tennessee Children's Home Society was selling children for money. Uh, Robert Taylor, who was assigned to the case, um, did the investigation, and he spent a year working on the case and had a 240-page report that he later gave to the governor as well, his his proof pretty much of what was going on. And in the report, he spoke with many child, uh, child welfare experts, psychologists, and pediat pediatricians, and they told him about the inhumane... Okay, what are we cheersing to? To everybody's first time doing anal. Bitch. <laughs> Remember when that guy on Instagram asked us if we wanted to be his sugar babies? Oh, my God. Uh, no, he said if you, not we, you. No, he originally said if we wanted to. He didn't specify. I feel like he was talking about me, but He's I didn't want to like take Carmen. everybody's thunder. He's and I said Sylvia's <laughs> down. <laughs> Is she really? Like, I was like, yeah. I think here's her address. So Robert Taylor was told about the inhumane business she had and how babies would be taken just a few hours after they were born um, and placed in nursing homes, and the babies wouldn't be given any medical care. Also, um, also he was told how the children in the home society weren't even taken care of properly. Uh, many children died at the home and also resulted also was a result of violations of physicians orders robert taylor reported reportedly used drop like flies describing the children and it was because about 50 children died in 1945 in a span of four months um, New York and California vowed to take actions, uh, but children adoptions weren't investigated. Due to Tennessee, due to Tennessee's closed adoption laws and Georgia destroying um, and Georgia destroying evidence, many cases to connect children to their parents uh, went cold. But on September fifteenth, nineteen fifty. Three days before the state filed charges against the home society, Georgia died of um, of cancer. What? 
So she didn't even get tried? No. Oh. This is, it's even going to get worse. Um, no one got in trouble. Not the judge who, during when the investigation started, just decided, I'm going to retire. Um, not the mayor. Anybody who was involved did not get in trouble. Fuck. Um, she, um, and with that judge, she actually also died in 1950. Um, again, without any charges being wow. brought to her. The judge did? The judge. They pretty much, like, they pretty much said that even though you did this and it was wrong, there she didn't profit off of what was going on, which I think is a bullshit lie. Then what reason would she have to do it? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. 19 of the children that died in the home society were buried in a lot at the Elwood Cemetery with no headstones. And it was said that Georgia had bought this plot lot around 1923 and would record the children by their first name. Only? Only, yeah. So no one really knows who they are. And But after, I, obviously, all this was find out, found out, in 2015... A memorial to the 19 children were uh, who were buried at the Elwood Cemetery was placed. Um, $13,000 was raised for the memorial. And it reads, In the memory of the 19 children who finally rest here, unmarked if not no- unknown, and all the hundreds who died under the cold, hard hand of the Tennessee Children's Home Society, their final resting place unknown, their final peace a blessing, the hard lesson of the fate change adoption procedures and laws nationwide. The home society was permanently closed in December of 1950. Uh, some of the children were identified and laid to rest. Uh, some were just never recovered. And thousands of children and parents went without meeting each other. So none of the parents ever like came back and were like, hey, yeah, trying they, to find their tra- They were, mm-hmm. but like... Because she deleted, not deleted, she destroyed a whole bunch of the files, the evidence. They can't really pinpoint where their children went. She did this all over, like, I believe, 48 states. So just imagine trying to look for your child with no, with nothing. Yeah. Just no info. pretty much memory. Wow. That's so crazy. That no one ever tried to get any record of these children while they worked there. And then yeah. no one was ever able to find their kids after. I would think that something was off if there was no records for mm-hmm. a kid that I was adopting. Mm-hmm. So I think but that it's up to the parents as well that are adopting to be doing research and to ask questions and to. But what she would you know, do was fabricate it. Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah. she would she fabricate, the, mm-hmm. fabricate the file. So, and again, because it was like a closed adoption. Mm-hmm. And Tennessee was under that law. She could easily be like, "I'm not allowed to tell you. I'm not allowed to disclose." I'd be like, "Bitch, you better show me those medical records." Mm-hmm. And then Giselle, it's just really sad. I was like, "Wow, all those kids." Five thousand children is a lot. Yes, that is a lot. So I think we should take one more shot. Take our final shot in. Remembrance of Giselle. And the 5,000 other children. Of the 5,000 children that went missing. Who the fuck is Giselle? Wasn't that her name? No. Why would we remember her? She's a piece of shit. Giselle? Who's Giselle? 
What's her name, bitch? It's Georgia. (laughs) She keeps calling her a piece of shit, but I need to know her name. So uh, I'd like to remind everybody that we take this stuff very seriously. And while we try and make light of the situation, it's never to make fun of anybody. But it is very dark subjects. And this is kind of how we handle that. So here's to season one. We thank everybody that has supported us, that has liked us, that has felt up on us. We appreciate every single moment that we have being able to do this. So we're going to be taking a week off and rebranding and re Improving, and we've learned from our first season, and we're super excited for all of you who have stuck through and listened to every single episode. I know there are those who have. Mm -hmm. That's for sure. So thank you. We're excited. Um, And for those who felt up on us, I'm calling the cops. (laughs) (laughs) Raise the glass. Thankfully, it's just going to be a week because Sylvia's vaginal rejuvenation is only going to be a week downtime. I'm not clapping to that. Sylvia clapped to it. You know, they act like they're so much better than me, but I am funny as fuck. Cheers to that. Everybody out there, cheers. Bitch, take your shot. (laughs) Take your shot. Why is it spicy? Bitch. I don't want it to be over. I know. But all good things must come to an end. For now. For now. So if you like us and you like our content, please don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to leave a review. Leave five stars. Follow us on Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, Facebook. Twitter. um, LinkedIn. Just Don't follow us on LinkedIn. (laughs) support because for us to be able to do what we do we need a little bit of help from you and this is what the internet calls a call to action from what I read on how to grow your podcast (laughs) on Google thank you guys for your support Bye. bye bye bye